0: Decoded. Founder Tech decoded. Founder Tesh decoding. Found the touch decoding. Founder tech decoded. But a founder is new when you're reaching out, sending a deck, or pitching a VC like me. Let's dive in. Welcome to Founder Tech Decoded. I'm delighted today to be talking to Phil Wakefield from Oxygen. Phil is trying to reimagine and recalibrate the journey of early stage founders so that that journey wraps around them rather than having to risk everything to wrap around the journey. In other words, why do we expect early stage founders to suddenly drop everything to launch their startup, particularly when in those early stages, really it's about incremental wins week on week rather than big lofty goals that are two, three years out. However, too often founders get distracted be focused on this sort of midpoint rather than this immediate point and don't know who to engage and where to engage for that support. Phil with Oxygen is tackling the problem head on. And I'm delighted to talk to him today to understand how with his new platform, um, communityoxygen.io, he's addressing and hopefully fixing this early stage problem. Hi Phil, welcome to the podcast. Um, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, good, Dan. Thanks. uh, Thanks for that intro. Yeah, really, really well put. Um, But yeah, it's really great to uh, be talking to you again.
0: So we've known each other quite a while now, uh, relatively. Um, Do you want to talk about where you've arrived at um, with the the sort of the second incarnation of Oxygen? Really? Yeah. Do do you maybe want to talk about what the first incarnation was and, and still is? And then why that led to you developing this new community?
1: Yeah, sure. So, so the last few years, I've been working with uh, founders at various stages of of that, that that sort of process. Everything from back of an envelope idea through to um, you know sort of a growth stage, and and, that, and that's been great. But what I really have been have been finding is that a lot of particularly early stage founders have. There's these people with these great ideas, um, things that can really make a difference in, to, to to industry or to, to to people in general. And but they're stuck with that idea. They don't know don't know what to do with it, or it's it's just it's it's treading water. It's not uh, not really progressing. And the other challenge of being an early stage founder is you don't ha- yet have any money to really put to it um it's it's your resources are really limited um you might you know you might be limited in money you might be limited in time as well that not everyone can give up the day job to to do it you've got some people have families and dependents and and things and so you, you can't just uh, necessarily drop everything to pursue what may be a brilliant idea um so i was having to think about this and think about how how can i scale what i do with with founders and helping them make progress and, and scale that so that more people or everybody can have uh, have access to that and so that's that's kind of where um the idea of oxygen.io kind of sprung from um was to to help any any i any uh wannabe founder or, or or current founder who feels stuck or a bit alone to start building that momentum um and to you know get progressing feel confident they can make regular consistent progress in a way that really fits with their life. So it doesn't necessarily have to be about making massive leaps every day, every week, uh, every week, but if you can be making a step consistently, confident that those steps are adding value to what you're trying to achieve, then, um, I think it's a, it's a space that can be, it's something that's really valuable to people. It's really, really help them um, take those ideas and, and turn them into something successful.
0: Well, well, I'd like to dive into it a little bit further because I think one of the things that we explore on the podcast is where sort of like the the well it, it's it's this common theme that if you were to design the early stage founder and investor space again, you would never design it in the same way. And that there is these all these legacy problems and biases and structures and assumptions that are still informing you know what's supposed to be the most modern of spaces, a tech space, you know, with the most with most cutting edge thinking and the most agile of planning, and you know, the most ambitious people, and, smart, and yet we're still running off this old source code. And I think in relation to what you're talking about, is that if you go back, let's say, ten years, fifteen years, twenty years, the act of becoming a founder was such a radical step where you had to essentially become all in, and you you were changing your current trajectory from sort of a day job or or you know whatever that day job was into something very very risky. And and it was risky because it needed so much capital and there weren't that many people doing it relatively, right? Whereas now st- because tech is so it's just everywhere, you know, it's the plastic in the ocean, you know, it's not it's, it's not it's not exceptional. And the and and particularly if you're if you're younger, the idea of being a founder is by no means you know unusual one. There's no stigma when you tell your parents it's you know the, there's their status to it. You've got a lot more people attempting what it but we still have this kind of old source code that it's elite. And what I hear you saying is initially it doesn't have to be that leap. It can be a slight diversionary path that you can explore and given the right sort of a new branch or off you, basically, rather than this great, great leap into the unknown that you, that if supported can actually grow of its own accord. And that actually de-risks it in itself. Would Would, would, would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, completely. I think that's exactly it. I think it's... um. It doesn't need to be, yeah, right, let's give up everything. Let's hope that the savings I've got will carry me through to the point where I'm, you know, I then desperately need investment because I've spent all my money and, and and all that. It's it's about you can just, I guess you can just dip your toe into it to a certain extent, but you can use that time really wisely to validate your idea, to to iterate that idea to to a point where it's, showing some level of traction before you really increase you start increasing your your involvement in it and it's to I think the, the world as you're saying you know 10 years ago you you had to if you're particularly if you're like a non-techie you, you know you if you weren't a developer you had to build a team around you you need to get a co-founder a CTO type co-founder in and and things like that now I think there's there's so many tools out there to help Anyone start a tech business, whether that's um, you know things like those, all the no-code platforms that are coming out, it just mm-hmm. makes it easy to knock up a, a a version that you can start testing with. You can validate your idea. It can grow as your idea grows, and you and you learn more. And it can even become the first I- iterations of your you know public release. Um, and that can be done by anybody. It doesn't necessarily need a you know a coding background uh, to do that. Um, yeah, this, th- yeah
0: th- th- this is this is a huge change, isn't it? This 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 shift to the no code, low code, being able to bring up an MVP you know in a day or two days that that, that performs mm. what the function of what might have cost hundreds of thousands of pounds for for literally pounds you know literally or no yeah. pounds. So. <laughs> so i think that feeds into what you're saying if that if that if that shift hadn't occurred and it's again look the landscape is now very different from before but you know that and if that shift hadn't occurred i think what you would you would be saying would be different you would probably be develop um, having a community of developers that wanted to develop a, you know help early stage founders but you're not saying that even though you come from a development background you're saying there's actually there's something you know so early on in the in the agile iteration that is so now so key that can be done. Not I, I don't even hear you saying it's like a side hustle because that's almost not what it is either. It's more like you've got to spend time getting that bit right because as well, this it's not it's not clean field anymore. There's, there's so many things out there that if you if your thing isn't calibrated properly, it's probably not going to work anyway. So spend the time getting that right with, with, and I guess I'd be interested in the role of of how you see the community providing the feedback, because that's very hard to do alone, isn't it? It's very hard to find and iterate that path alone.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's so, the the early stage bit is so important because it sets, as you say, that trajectory for, you know, for the rest of this sort of idea. So if you can get those major decisions right early on, I think is really important, and and the role of like a, a community or, or you know or external input of any sort really is to is to challenge those ideas, give us some new perspectives because then that really helps um, h- helps you refine the idea and be able to communicate it more clearly, be able to make it fit better, make it find its niche more easily. Um, I know so certainly even developing this the oxygen platform, you know, my role um over the last few years has pretty much been to you know mentor and and help and support and challenge founders and yet i note i have really valued input from other people in building this as a i guess as a sort of startup product it's um it's been in, invaluable to have other people's inputs because that to see through other people's eyes really helps you um, understand that and that's where i see this community is really going to help is it's going to give loads of really supportive feedback and input and challenge that can then help people uh, narrow down on exactly what it is they're, they're trying to achieve at every single step
0: let, let, let's let's sort of use an active role play let's let's make let make a case study up right let's say okay. that um, uh, Sylvie um, is uh, in, a, in a full-time job which she you know it's not like she doesn't like the job it's okay but she's massively into pets obviously make, making this up and Sylvie has you know she's because of the the community of pet owners that she's part of and dog walkers she sees an opportunity whatever that may be you know that, that, that she that she see, and she sees that actually if i can help solve this problem it would actually have a lot of value for the people she cares about and and the and the dogs you know including in that right there's actually that kind of personal attachment to the problem it hasn't come Mm -hmm. out of nowhere it's just it's not this again part of the myth of the old legacy is like you know the idea on the back of an envelope just because it was a good idea and i think that's less and less valid as an approach that because there's less and less of those opportunities right unless you're in a deep sector where there's deep expertise and you can come with up with those breakthroughs that radically change something, let's say vaccines or something like that, where those breakthroughs are possible, you know, in, in the uh in 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 the pet space per se, there's less and less and less and less than there were 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know, when pets.com she's like, go right, going back to Sylvie. So she has this idea, she tells her husband, her partner, or you you know, the, the about this idea that he's supportive and he says, okay. Let's let's try this. Okay, we, we let's put a small amount of money aside, you know, they've got kids and they haven't got a large amount of money and she's got her community of her other dog walkers and you know uh, and so let's talk about Sylvie from that journey joining oxygen.io and and how like the difference between the traditional approach of like where would she go she might start trying to raise money or crowdfund or Start asking her mates or friends or family or thinking traditionally thinking oh, I need to develop the product. Let's talk about the this alternative path that you're talking about. Where, where did, did pick up Sylvie from from that point? Where does she go? And what what hap- ideally happens?
1: Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, Sylvie, so, you know traditionally what I say you you've got two two paths people often go down at that point. They're they're either searching for investment, as as you are saying, or they're searching for app developers because they're just going to go straight ahead and build that very first yeah. idea that they've got now see the the challenges there you know investment is going to be really hard to get when it's that early on um, and may not even be necessary so you might be giving away a lot of your you know a lot of a lot of value um unnecessarily potentially um, or, or at least if you you know delayed it and, and gathered more more work uh, more more evidence and that kind of thing you can get a a, a better investment the um so the way I the way I see sort of uh, oxygen coming in, yeah, you know, she sign up for oxygen and she start um, giving updates, giving um, setting goals for each week, which people can then then feed into. Now, what this will do is that it will give new ideas for ways that she can start making progress without having to. Um, Spend a lot of, spend a lot of resources in a lot of people have a lot of good ideas about how to how to validate ideas um, and it's and especially when you're getting input from people who may be a bit further down the road than you or from some of the experts that are going to be on the platform you can start finding new ways of exploring it so for Sylvie for example you might there's different ways you approach it but first of all I'll be very much encouraging her to go okay what is what is that idea what's that vision that they've got how is it, how are they making things better what's that problem that they're trying to solve? And they can sh- they can start sharing that idea. They can start, um, you know, really, really sort of helping narrow and focus in on that, so that their their vision is really clear. Because then, when they've got that really clear vision, you you can make decisions which are much more focused, they have uh, and quicker, and with a lot of clarity. So you you, and you start sort of dismissing all the the activities that aren't contributing to that. Um, and then then we can start exploring different ways that she could be testing the idea and, and taking her specific situation and understanding how that can be tested because you can do all the read all the books do all the courses or whatever but actually applying it to you can be really tough if you're just on your own so you know it could be that she uh, proves the idea but with her little small community of dog walkers or it could be that she creates a landing page and just gets it out there and sees what um, what type of language is uh, engaging for people, um, so that yeah, she really understands how she's going to uh, get that out there and what people are valuing uh, back. And then it'd be about, okay, okay, you know, how does she then progress from there each each week or you know over a, a, a period of time? How's she going to keep progressing that day so it just grows and grows and grows, um, and this sort of builds this momentum where. It's just building on top of each other constantly so that um, she either finds herself in a position where she can, you know, launch to the public, you know, uh, uh, or she um, or she has this really great body of evidence that she can take uh, to investors.
0: And and how's the role of the community feedback working? And, um, you know, you're talking about experts as well, because obviously, when you're in the early stage the feedback is so important because it's very very hard to work these things out in an echo chamber it's all everything's so uncertain and noisy so that's important but also you need different experts at different times so again previously in, in on, on the traditional journey you'd might hire someone right like which is the yeah. same kind of action as as developing an app whereas now you what you want to do is bring in the right people at the right time um to solve specific issues, right? Um, so, so, can you just talk about those two elements—the feedback week on week that the community is providing, so she's not in her own echo chamber—and um, then how the how the experts are engaged?
1: Yeah. So, so obviously, you know, communities are, particularly founder communities, seem to be fairly ten a penny. So, this isn't about trying to create yet a, yet another one. Um, the difference here is so. The two key things here: is you, you, you're you're creating these regular updates, and and you're feeding back to other people. And what we're gonna what we're doing is rewarding the 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 progress by making progress. We're we're rewarding that, and we're rewarding the um, uh, supporting each other. You know, the you know, because we that's what we really value is that 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 community that that supports each other and helps each other. Um, so by making progress and by supporting each other, you you earn these uh, earn these points, um, which means that people are really incentivized to help each other as well. So so by incentivizing it, we're creating a lot of uh, people creating a lot of uh, really useful um, support uh, going back and forth. So it's really really active um, really active community that uh, you know there's always someone there for you because there's there's, there's that, that not only will the they want to help you, but they get rewarded for it as well. And then with those points, we are they are able to buy time or buy input from from, a, from our experts. So whether that may be um, you know, trying to understand how to validate their idea or um, talk to someone about finance or about technology or about their niche, um, they can start uh, you know, exchanging these points for, um, for, that, uh, for that expert input, which, you know, you can really, you know, unlock things for people getting that sort of, that validation for someone who's really been there and done it and, um, they, you know, a lot of confidence comes from just that, that, that ability to know, okay, this is something that my you know, they, they heard it a lot from their peers, but now they're hearing it from, their, from an expert as well, or all com- these ideas are combining um to really push them
0: on and to get to that point if we were to a b traditional path traditional trajectory to this what do you think the difference in cost is to sort of her you know taking yeah. the app hiring people you know testing you know all of these market research compared to what you're talking about like what, what what do you think it is is it is it let's just say it would have cost 200 grand or 100 to 200 grand let's give it a range what are you talking about i'm assuming it's <laughs> it... <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, okay, so the, um, yeah, I mean, let, let's say they've gone down a, a very typical route of, right, I've got an idea, I can see it in my head, let's build it, Yeah. and, you know, really jump straight into that point. I mean, yeah, you could be easily talking about 100 grand uh, to an app developer with no guarantee that anyone's going to pay for that, you know, any, that you're going to yeah. get any customers, you know, that, that, that could all be sunk straight away uh, and i have seen i've seen that and I've, I've helped people avoid that it's it's a, a very um, easy thing to happen um we'll see then there's there's the option now where you could sort of you could work with consultants and you know, you know how i've been working with people in the past which is you know you you're buying an hour or 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 a skill for for a period of time Um, but that's that's really expensive working with consultants really you know you're talking about hundreds of pounds per per session or you know thousands of potentially thousands of pounds per per month just to to work with various different people um, to help make sure that your idea is right and that's before you've built it so again that's that's really a a challenge for people this platform uh, we're looking at um, the for a core offering at 15 pounds a month uh For this, yeah, it's 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 taking something that is completely unaffordable for 99% of people and putting it into the range of 99% of of people. You know, it's completely uh, flipping it around. So it, yeah, it's really exciting to to see how that's going to be supporting so many people.
0: This this is a common theme of the of this. Found a tech space or category is that you take things that were so cumbersome and so expensive because it had so many moving parts and so many experts and you had to engage so heavily and radically like radical. obviously what you've just said is so radical re- repurposing that value so that it's it's so these tools and these networks and these communities can be plugged into for very low cost as and when you need them and that's that's what it seems like Smart founders are understanding smart entrepreneurs you know launching things like yourself are understanding, and there is just this all we need now is the investors to understand it and start to value this and validate it and you're in a completely different world, like like you know what we've just described let's just say a hundred thousand pounds compared to you know a hundred pounds <laughs> you yeah. know it's it's not like you said like it's something that only one percent of people could do to now ninety percent ninety percent of people, and I think what that also does. Because a lot of people come to me and say, you know, what this space is, um, is is about sort of, you know, everybody can participate and therefore you kind of lose quality. And I would say I say the opposite. I say, actually, because everybody can participate, it's not about saying every founder is, you know, um, fantastic. On the contrary, it's a, it's taking away the barriers so that the exceptional founders can emerge and, and and not just the exceptional founders but they can uncover exceptional problems exceptionally valuable problems that are valuable not you know to, to solve when they solve them they unlock value for everybody everybody who's participating and I think that that's a key mistake that people think oh it's, oh it's just available for everyone it's it, of course it is and, and, and I'm, I'm assuming there'll be a code of conduct in your community and you'll, you'll ask mm-hmm. people who don't abide by that to, to not participate but it's about taking what you've described and using that to elevate exceptional talent, um, but on its own terms, not because they can afford it, but, but because they can demonstrate it. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, absolutely, I, I, I completely agree, because the, you know, fundamentally what we're doing is we're, we're allowing people very quickly and very cheaply and easily to, you know, you know be in or out you know they they can either be like yep yeah, i I've, I've got the capability of doing this i can uh i've got a good idea i've proven it's a good idea or they can say you know what this isn't for me this isn't uh yeah. an idea that's got any legs because i've proven yeah. that so rather than just the people who can afford it just pressing ahead regardless with bad good or bad ideas it's saying okay you know let's you have an idea let's let's take a look at it and and then we can decide whether it's a, a w- worth it or not and i think that's what's exciting for me about that is that it's really opening up the door for those i think we talked about this before, probably before you know like the the people who've got this sort of lived experience of a problem yeah and, exactly you know they they so often i see like they have this lived experience of a problem and so they come up with an idea and to be honest that first idea is probably crap, but the idea shows an opportunity and it when you let them explore that opportunity and explore that idea you know in a few weeks a few months time that I that where they are maybe completely different to a few few weeks before but it'd be so much better uh such a better place um it's like i mean uh, Dan, you know you know this story about the uh the guys I work with, um, is a, these guys that work in the, the TV and film uh, industry, yeah. and they, you know, they they came they came to me with this, you know, this very rough idea, and to us it sounded absolutely fantastic. It wasn't until <laughs> that I actually started talking to some users where I realized it was a fantastic idea. People did want it, but they weren't willing to pay for it, <laughs> so they were very they very nearly spent like as we were saying like a hundred grand on a on, yeah. a on something, but then would have gone nowhere because fundamentally people weren't going to uh, come off the existing tools that they were using uh, to although clunky and and i think they were either free or very cheap and with that meant it was very difficult to compete with well, But sorry go yeah so i was just gonna say but they what well, they did but but in that process it unlocked the this idea unlocked this sort of Other opportunities. So, you know, what they what they really wanted to do, their vision. We could actually still we were actually still looking at it. But actually, when we started speaking to people, it unlocked a completely new way of addressing that vision. Um, and so, you know, that that was a really exciting process where they completely pivoted. But they did it right at the beginning, like really, really, really early. So there's no sort of technology invested or or really that much time or money. It was really early stages and it fundamentally changed the way they approached it
0: it's such a good example because you know if you extrapolate that out and how many people were going down that other journey and obviously still it's still the main journey the main trajectory is still still the, the, the alternative to what what you're talking about is the alternative you know it's not it's not the mainstream and this whole conversation is not the mainstream but i do think what it is is it does not reveal why maybe this if if this nine out of ten rate is feel fail, a failing a start of startups failing is real. I'm yet to see the evidence. You know that, that there's nothing other than an anecdotal. Well, let's just assume it's real or or broadly real. a large part of what's informing that failure must simply be because the iteration of the ideas um, ha- hasn't been done properly enough at the beginning and too much sunk cost has gone into um development and employing people and engaging people and legal fees and all that so so and once you're down that path you're pretty much wed to that ship you know like that's where you're <laughs> going to be going um um and 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 i and i just think that's super interesting like that how, i wonder how many things that have failed in that 90 percent if they had just done this bit properly i wonder Whether you chip in quite radically into that failure rate, it's one of the key questions of the founder of TechSpace. It's like, how real is that nine out of ten, and can you inflect it and affect it uh, through these new approaches? But it's it's a really good example.
1: Yeah, I think it's really interesting. So it could be, and I don't know, uh, know, yeah, and probably most thought to this as as you have so far, but like it could be that actually, depending how you define failure, you know, we could be increasing the failure rate.
0: But if right. failure is yeah, yeah.
1: I've sunk three weeks of my spare time into this right. and it turned out not to be good to compare to I've sunk several hundred thousand and four years of my life and sold know, my
0: like, auntie's house to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like if, if so yes, it could be that in, in, in some ways you could say that oh we've increased it to I don't know, a failure rate of ninety nine out of a hundred. But if if that's you know it, it, an extra, oh, no, math is failing me now. But you know, if we've reduced what the impact of that failure is, then that's a, a really positive thing as well.
0: That's 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 an article that's really really interesting. Just um, where we're coming up to our time. I had one last thought before I wanted to kind of, if there's anything else you wanted the people to people to, to look at regarding oxygen.io, Do you how much of this do you think started? this new approach, I think the sort of like the grand, the grandfathers of this would probably hate being phrased in this way, but the um, are like the lean startup and business model canvas methodologies, you know, who, which came in quite a long time ago now and said, there is this sort of agile, you know, agile design, all that kind of stuff. I think what we're talking about in the founder tech space is the next iteration or next couple of iterations from that, because those models, were presupposed and overlaid on this old trajectory that we're talking about, you know, with a, with a with a lot of sunk cost. Whereas this one sort of gets rid of that and 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 then imagines something else. Do you do you, what, what do you think of that? I think there is an element of that,
1: though. Having reread the the Lean Startup recently, some of the some of the concepts in there are like, how do you do this as you know, cheap as possible? I think there's also a lot of misunderstanding about. You know, a lot of people use MVP to basically mean, you know, first release. And actually, if we, I think a lot of this is actually dragging back the intent behind what the language is, you know, so, you know, minimal viable product. it can be a landing page on a website. It can be working one-on-one with one client. You might, your ambition might be one day to work tens of thousands, but just start with one, you know, and how there's all sorts of ways you can make an MVP very accessible but I think we've as a industry kind of forgotten that and just go right let's build the thing and then work it out um but I think this is sort of coming we're able to we're you know we were talking earlier about how like no code has really opened that up and I think what we're doing is bringing it no code is allowing more and more people to do those really early cheap tests still you know it's still increasing that that capability mm. you know it still required a developer to build a, a landing page 10 years ago. Now you can knock one up in 20 minutes and it costs you $20 um, at most. And you, know, you can do it for free if you really want, if you wanted to, um, it, and, and have it done in a couple of hours. So yeah, it's it's really opened up those possibilities for people.
0: Yeah. Okay. So if there's anything else um, that you'd like, um, people listening to this to know about oxygen um please feel free to um to sort of do a shout out um, and then and then we'll get to the, we'll close on the api so yeah if there's anything else please please share
1: yeah i mean i've just encourage people to uh to go and have a quick look at uh, oxygen.io um give us your feedback you know sign up if it's something that's interesting to you just uh um and yeah kind of tell us tell us what you think give us, give us uh, any information just as i uh, try and encourage every every startup to do we're trying to live by that you know iterate fast kind of mentality and we're uh, regularly updating um how we talk about our product how um how it's how it's working how we're uh, engaging with people um and we can only only change and iterate if we're getting feedback so we're, would love anyone's thoughts uh, on that. And if this is interesting to you, please do uh, uh, sign up and uh, get involved.
0: Are, are you living your own philosophy? Are you going to put Oxygen.io on, on Oxygen.io?
1: <laughs> I am not probably going to put Oxygen.io on Oxygen.io, but I'm going to put one of my other startups on Oxygen.io. Oh,
0: I see. Yeah. You, you, so, now you're going to I say could get the inception.
1: I'm not sure I know how to how, it could get very confusing
0: yeah, in <laughs> a world of uh, refraction yeah yeah um well look super interesting super relevant um I uh, you know just it, it just it just amazes me like the more you kind of tunnel into this area how there are these common themes and how everybody seems to be uh, you know approaching it from different aspects and it does feel like the as I said, what I was saying about lean startup business model canvas, not it's not that I think the methodologies are out of date. I just think they designed it over a because uh, because that's where it was over a, mm. a, a different landscape, and that's why I said the, the fact that you can come in it new and do what you're doing, what Propelia is doing, what everyone else is doing, and come in it new and go like actually we don't need we, we we're going to design for this new landscape where it doesn't have to be hundred thousand pounds. It could be a hundred pounds that's where it gets really diff uh, uh i think differentiated and different and really interesting the space starts to become something else um that is new so um we'll finish on the api so things that are informing your you know your reading people you're you're listening to podcasts or following or ted talk or, or anything that's kind of informing your thinking uh, that would be great and we'll put that uh, along with the other links in in the show notes
1: sure so uh, well I'll tell you what I'm reading right now I'm reading the cold start problem by Andrew Chen uh, so I think it which has been really fascinating so it's all about how to start uh, start products with a network effect which obviously Oxygen.io is it's a it's a product that relies on a network of, of people so it's been a really fascinating read uh, understanding how to, to get networks started uh, Andrew Chen was uh, working at worked at uber and, and now invests in uh, in network based products so he's, a really, he's a very very knowledgeable uh, in the area so that's been really fascinating uh, at the moment and then listening to I've got stuck into a bit of a uh, routine of uh, I mean I've it, it, I mean, probably most people listened to this have listened to him at some point but the uh, Tim Ferris podcast and searching yeah. out all the product people on there. It's been really fascinating here it was a uh, listening to i don't know people like um oh what's his name uh, D- uh, dyson um and, then, yep. and his process uh his, his you know what processes he's been going through and uh um they had the ex-ceo and the, and the co-founder of netflix uh the other oh, was, this, was that the other days so, and, and just hearing how all these people have approached it and where they've come from and the mistakes and the you know you 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 hear about all these organizations and you think oh it must have been a very smooth ride and hearing actually the realities of that i think it's always uh, always really good to hear from from yeah you know, different perspectives so yeah you know that, that's the uh, the excellent. other one i've been uh, listening to a lot recently
0: excellent um well the, the, both those are um, you know really valuable and i and i'll definitely link to them and look it's been great to catch up and um Yeah. I think even since we've started talking, I think it's interesting to see it evolve. I don't know if we would have had the same conversation, what, 18 months ago, two years ago. I I can't remember when we first connected, but it's somewhere around that. Um, But yeah, I think what gets super interesting is when you join all these dots up, right? When you join all the products up. So could you? I, um, I talked to Vested, which is all about dynamic cap tables, and you know, if you do one, like to the to micro level if if, if someone does one really valuable action for you, why can't that be displayed on the cap mm-hmm. table? Why, like if you start connecting your, um, you know, your experts and the value of the experts to cap tables and then to smart contracts, and then all the, if, if these things start connecting. What it, does, it either becomes frankensteinian or something new emerges out of it that is radically suddenly very very different and i think the point i think you've made really clearly is is that there is this huge opportunity um for before a founder breaks ground now um and let's go go back to sylvie before she breaks ground she can either go down this other route or it particularly if all of these things were kind of connected and she could see navigate them simply and could just grab the different things, but suddenly she's the the canvas for her um the landscape for her is very 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 different you know and yeah. that and that I think is 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 super super interesting, and I don't think we're there yet, but maybe in two three years sylvie's choice is the almost like why wouldn't she go down this path particularly in the pre-seed seed state i think it's very different when you get to much bigger teams obviously much larger amounts of capital you know things got momentum that's different but when we're talking about very 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 early stages i i i do think we're starting to see a, a bifurcation of the beginnings of a di- totally different choice that's much healthier and and the risk is much better allocated for everybody involved in, in principle so yeah, I, I think just talking today, is it's, it's interesting, like when we first started talking, like, I, I I don't think we were quite where we are, op- obviously. <laughs> it's a self-evident, it's a tautology, but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, absolutely, I think it's a, it's a space that's really maturing and uh, changing quite rapidly. Um, so yeah, it's really, really exciting space that, that we're in, I think. It's very uh, really, Yeah, and the stuff like you're doing with, with Pellier and stuff and, and how you sort of connected some of those dots as well. Are really, is really exciting.
0: Yeah, well, on that note, um, thank you very much, Phil, for your time. And um, yeah, a real, real pleasure to talk and catch up. And uh, let's see, let's see where we're heading. Let's see where we are in 12 months, 18 months. It could be incredibly exciting. So um, yeah, thanks. Thanks very much for being part of the Family uh, Tech uh, Decoded podcast. It's a real pleasure.
1: No, absolutely. You know, it's been really great. Thanks, Dan.